And we are live. How's everybody doing this evening? It is a wonderful Thursday. I've got my co-host out on the West Coast hanging out. And we might get a live pop-in from the West Coast from the other host, depending on if timing works out. So Cognito is not with us tonight, but he is out there in the San Francisco realm. And we may actually be able to get a side-by-side -side visual. I know Cognito is going to like kind of take up most of the screen and kind of box Travis out. So we're going to get our yeah. chatting in with Travis you, you now. You get to see the to scale model. Of yeah, scale model Cog. comparison. Um, but yeah, what have you been up to, Travis? What you been doing? Uh, I have been doing reviews. I finished my review of Digimon Survive this week, mm. uh, which I awarded a six out of ten. You can read my review. Yeah, I saw that. Saw, saw that one kind of come mm. in. Yeah, yeah. You can read my review on ASMR Travis whenever you want it. I will talk softly to you. And that was that was perfect. Unwrap, yeah. I will unwrap boxes or uh, touch macaroni, raw macaroni with my hands. <laughs> I don't know what ASMR is. That, no, <laughs> that is it is up. weird. ASMR um, is one of those weird things. I'm like, because I like <laughs> cooking videos, so it was just like figure out recipes and stuff like that. And you like get into one and be like, oh, what's this? And it's like they don't talk. It's just like the close up of them, just like you know, doing all, and it's just like the really high microphone picking up all the sounds. I'm like, this is a weird thing. I know some people do yeah. like enjoy or it helps people them fall like asleep it. or whatever, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Digimon survive. I reviewed that. I also did a preview for construction simulator, which Saw I had that. fun with. North of construction. Yeah. I, North what? of construction, man. Making my father proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the glitch though. Uh, What'd you say about the glitch? I didn't catch that part. Oh, the glitch at the end where the, where the truck goes flying in the air. Um, no, yeah, oh, no. Yeah. So uh, that that was funny. My original pitch for that story, by the way, was called um, "Dad, are you proud of me yet?" <laughs> like a, a construction a construction simulator preview, and we ended up cutting some of the stuff down to be a little less insane. But uh, I had a lot of fun doing that uh, that preview. Yeah, I feel like they're probably know, my, like. My, Go ahead. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, my dad is a real life contractor, and he owns a company called Northup Construction, which is hilarious so i i'm i role played as my dad in the preview i made a character that looks just like my dad i made his company in the bay area and then i just started playing as him and taking on jobs and it was uh very hilarious so i had a lot of fun <laughs> with that preview <laughs> yeah what else is on deck for you because i swear as soon as one fish finishes you got another one right and so like i knew you were playing digimon you were gonna play over the weekend i saw you on discord he's like oh he's playing away and then i saw the the Saw both things come. I was like, oh, brand open schedule. So what's next on your, on yeah, your docket? Um, I actually do not have any reviews or previews. On oh, my, my God. Right you now. get a break. It, what is it this? Is the first, it is the first time since the start of the year that I've not actually probably the first time since late November when things really started getting busy that I don't have anything. There's a little pocket of time in the middle of August where there's not a lot to work on. Yep. And then at the end of August. I start reviewing games that come out in September and ah. then in September I'm screwed because then October, November, a bunch yeah, of games start stacking up. I'm going to be doing stuff. So October is a pretty uh, stacked month. I'm, if I remember looking at my release calendar, yeah. there's a lot coming I mean, then. It, there's a ton coming, not a lot of triple a, but that actually means I'm more busy because triple a doesn't really affect me because frankly, they don't let me really review triple a games. I mean, I mean, you get them every so often, every you once get, in a while, you I get, get destiny and Sony. Yeah. They're, they're big enough. Sony bottom. So, I mean, gotta be something yeah, right yeah yeah so i it, every once in a while if it's if it's a fit for me they'll give it to me but uh usually you know people that are higher up the pecking order at ign get dibs on that sort of yeah. stuff so very excited to catch my breath and play some games recreationally 
for a little bit because <laughs> it's it's the past two to... games I've reviewed have been like 40 hours plus in Digimon's case, 150 hours plus in Xenoblade's case. And so I'm pretty feeling pretty spent. I feel like at dude. this point you yeah. you just you and the lady need to go take a walk outside, go yeah. in the you know, put your Feed jacket on. Yeah. Yeah, the dog. Feed the dogs, dogs or take out the trash. Yeah, just you know, do the house chores, do some real life things, whatever it is you got to get done. Spend some quality would, time. There you go. I would like to do that at some point, but although tonight I'll be spending quality time with Lord Cognito and not my girlfriend, who uh, and she's so excited about that. <laughs> yeah, very excited. Uh, how about you, E? What have you been up to, man? Oh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of the indie order I've been playing. Today I've been playing Cult of the Lamb since it finally dropped. I uh, played that for about four and a half hours. That's actually, it's fun. It's a quirky little, very stylistic, cute, kind of dark game. A uh, bit of a dungeon crawler with like some roguelike elements to it. And then also kind of a city simulation side with your little cult followers. I got a, I finally got the Twitch integration thing going. So a couple people who are Twitch viewers are like now part of my cult following, which is kind of hilarious. One of them came in when was, was instantly just dissenting about me and just talking me down. So my followers lost faith in me. So it's just this ridiculously weird game to describe to say like my wife, when I'm talking about like, I'm a, a lamb who has a cult following and I have to sacrifice other animals and then go into dungeons and deal with bishops and gods. And you're like, what are you doing? So it's just like, it's a very fun game to um, basically describe to anyone, but it's actually, that's it's a, a fun. Uh, that's, a, that's a Devolver digital game. If yeah, I've exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, they are, they are the perfect publisher for this one. And then I am working on trying to organize some thoughts over a game called Thymesia. Probably, I guess, fair to say that I have at least got an early access copy to it. Can't say anything about it yet, but uh, look for that one next week. That one will go live, and it's one of those games. I kind of want to get the thoughts, and I'll be curious to talk about it next week, but it is, there are some things in there that I'm very interesting to discuss and see what other people have to say about it, because normally I don't get, like, the early access reviews. Like, I've helped with Outriders before. I had early access there. Kind of had an idea how that one was going to land outside of like the bugs that happened with launch. But this is one that I'm really kind of in my own head about. And I really don't know where it's going to land with other people. So this is kind of like a kind of a cool experience to see what happens. But enough about me. Also been playing some Destiny. I got my 4,000 Bright Dust. So I got my 72 challenges done. So I finished up that chaotic mess. Um, and then bounty prep is mostly done as well. So kind of been touching on that. Uh, soloed the Grandmaster this morning and put up a video. So it's the easiest Grandmaster. If you're going to solo one, it's the only one. <laughs> but other than that, we got a guest, a very patient man who's chimed in a couple times, but been very patient. So let's get this thing going. Before we do, wanted to shout out a viewer who was actually in my chat yesterday. Uh, the name was Big Bear. And basically he said he enjoys the show so much. And when he gets ready to start like an activity in destiny or jumps into a raid with friends, he actually will say, and we are live as he gets the activity going. Like we start the show. And I was like, that's, that's actually pretty cool. So I wanted to shout him out with just that little, little story and just thank all of you guys in chat for being here because you know, you guys make the shows typically a whole lot of fun when some of the comments that I see. Travis brings a lot to it. Kago always brings a lot. I try and do my best, but we wouldn't have much of a show without you guys to play off of as well. So thank you, chat, for always being here and being part of the show. Okay, now we will get this thing started. Welcome to The Last Word, episode number 210. Today, Bungie dropped the second to last TWAB before the showcase to tell us about the future of the franchise. 
More tweets of Bungie employees being very excited about the showcase, and most of us are still pretty clueless, as seems to be the going trend in our late latest season releases. We did get an update to the sandbox from a previous guest, Mercules. Shout out to him putting in work in the sandbox team, and it's really cool to see him out there. Uh, but tonight, we have a great guest joining the campfire. Just like last week, surprisingly, we his gaming journey started with a portable device, and Pokemon was also the name of the game. RPG? Check. With his PC times, he got into Eden Eternal, so MMO? Also check. Finally, like many of us, his FPS teeth were cut in the world of Call of Duty, Black Ops 2 to be specific. FPS? Check. So the fact that Destiny is made up of many of all the genres he has played, you would think it would have called to him earlier than one day before launch, but he almost missed the launch train. That being said, many content creators, um, like many other content creators, we wanted to help others get through activities in Destiny 2, and we're very happy he did actually get on that train. So, um, we all hope we're help. We all hope when we make content that we're knowledgeable to help somebody else out, and it's one of these things I think this gentleman does in a very like informative way, but never overbearing, very kind with his words, very helpful, uh, but very detailed in his guides. And he took a unique path, actually. The written word, kind of along with the words of Travis here as he enjoys his reviews and writing. Uh, whether it's through his tweets about tips for the current season Lost Sectors, Grandmaster Build Guides on his website, YouTube Lost Sector Guides, or maybe that signed up for his email newsletter, one of the rare ones out there in the Destiny community. There are many Guardians that are thankful for the work that he puts in so you can farm for that one exotic that you really still need. So let's welcome a man who makes this podcast perfectly balanced with all Titans this week. That's right. Crowns for everyone who has a soft spot for Destiny 1 just as a whole in general and knows that losing sleep while raiding with friends is usually worth it when it's the right group of people. A man who has seen many large life events happen during the course of his this franchise and seems to be along for the rest of the journey to come. The one, the only Lost Sector guy, Legionless. How you doing tonight, sir? Hey, thanks. Where were you at my wedding? Should have, should have hyped me up before then. That was, that was very I'll just start charging Let's a go. fee for these things, and you guys can like Zoom call me in, just do it live, you know. Yeah, what's the one service where like you pay a celebrity to like do a quick like oh, is it cameo? cameo? Call you? Yeah, cameo. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, we'll New do that. I'm just gonna you. need some research and uh, get a little time to put it together. His, and his, bam. His, 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 his we called uh, hypeo. He just hypes you <laughs> up. Hype train yo. Uh, but yeah, very happy to get you in here and, you know, seeing you blow up on Twitter, do a lot of help in the Lost Sector world, things like that. But uh, wanted to kind of step back first and get into that gaming journey, how you got into, you know, how you started with, you know, what you did, being as you skipped over some of the consoles that many of us do. And just kind of your journey from where you started with the games literally in your hand on the go to now, of course, in what we do now. So how did your gaming journey begin? Yeah, so for like my 10th or 11th birthday, I got a Game Boy Color with Pokemon Crystal, like one of those bundles. Um, I had never played video games before, and it was like a gift from my aunt and uncle, or like the cool aunt and uncle that, uh, that'll that buy you alcohol before <laughs> you're 21. So well, I think we're uh, past five minutes, so hopefully YouTube's <laughs> fine with that. So... Uh, 
yeah, I started with that, and I just started playing a bunch of different games on the Game Boy Color, then moved to the Advance, the SP, uh, just playing, like, all the handhelds, and then finally I got a PS2, I think from the same aunt and uncle for, like, Christmas. Nice. So moved into consoles finally. Uh, mostly played, like, RPGs, uh, like Digimon World, uh, I think, 4. Um, and then eventually PS3 is where I put a lot of time with like Black Ops 2, um, played a lot of the like ranked or comp, comp mode back then. Uh, so uh, these were the days where like you're playing Call of Duty against anyone. Like there's no, uh, like skill-based matchmaking. So you're either going to get shit on or, (laughs) yeah. So really cut my teeth in like pvp starting in that game and then yeah like i literally didn't know anything about destiny the the day of the uh like the day before it released i was a couple months into uh college so like i had transferred to a university so i originally went to a community college and then transferred there so this was the first time i was like living on my own and I heard that GameStop a block away was going to be doing like a midnight release back when GameStop did midnight releases and they are actually pretty cool. Um, There's like a bunch of food trucks and yeah, yeah, there was, (laughs) yeah, there was like these local like quesadilla places. So they brought like a food truck and it was pretty, it's pretty good. Uh, Back when, yeah, back when they were events and stuff like they had like a truck where like you could play games uh, I think there was like a smash tournament going on in one of the trucks. Sounds about right. Um, nice. Yeah. So I literally knew nothing about destiny. I just knew that it was by the people that made halo. So I was like, yo, I gotta get this. If this is like halo, but for PlayStation, because I never had an Xbox. Ah. And yeah. So I went into it thinking it was going to be like halo. And it kind of was like, I saw some similarities, like, the fallen uh the drags are kind of like the the trash enemies in halo um at least i thought but really that started like four thousand hours in d1 or three thousand hours something crazy like that and then uh, as many or more in d2 so it's kind of funny that one of the games that's been around for so many events in my life, like uh, living on my own for the first time, uh, getting engaged, graduating college, getting married, first job, and then all these years since. So it's kind of crazy that I I almost missed uh, something that's been like a really big part of my life for the and a lot of a lot of our lives for like the last seven or eight years. Oh yeah, I mean, yep. same. Like I'm. I'm 39 and the game is like eight years old, but it feels like it's almost a little bit long. I mean, we're in the eighth year and hype up before that and everything. It was like between playing the beta and everything else, it's almost nine years. And I'm going, it's a quarter of my life at this point. This franchise has been part of it for me. I mean, I was through this one. It was a little bit. I'm trying to think wise a little after like my house and my first dog, but they're damn near like a year apart. So like almost those things coincide together. So no, I totally get that when, you think about your time in this franchise and the things that you've gone through 
while playing this one game that seems to have lived on this long. So that's yep. really cool. But yeah, it's like, we're definitely, yeah, you never quite know how you're going to get into, but it's like midnight releases are a thing that between pandemics here and there, apparently, which seem to be coming and going. And then on top of that, just, you know, now you can have it downloaded and ready to go. It's like midnight releases yep. are not likely to be much of a thing anymore. It is kind of a thing in the past. It used to be really fun. Yeah. Like, a lot of people that are younger don't remember. Like, these were fun events. People lined up, like, a couple hours before midnight just to, like, shoot the shit with each other and uh, just, like, talk about the game that they're getting. And a lot of times there'd be multiple games releasing. And so you'd be like, I'm Re getting this one. I'm getting this. Yeah. Yep. What about you, Different Travis? times. Do you do any midnight releases? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I was a nerd as a kid. I had nothing going on. I was just, <laughs> I was hanging out in front of GameSpot, GameStop or Game Crazy, even when there wasn't a, a game release. It was just my, it was like, you know, that and the library were like the two places you could find me because I was just a, a loser. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I went to a, a lot of them, probably even games I didn't care about. Um, but the big ones, you know, Halo 2, I was there for opening night of that, which was nuts. And uh, yeah, I was like, pretty young when that game came out i think i think halo 2 came out the summer after i graduated middle school so i was like i was like you know what 14 years old and hanging out at midnight in front of a retail store somewhere in you know oakland or wherever so yeah that sounds perfect nothing yeah. wrong with that yeah. i couldn't About see any time. bad things <laughs> all i have to say is my parents didn't miss me you know what i mean <laughs> got that i was one of those free range kids if you know free range mean. Grass-fed, free-range, organic. Grass-fed, yeah. free-range, organic. <laughs> well, not, not actually, not those other two. Free-range, yeah. yeah, not grass-fed, definitely not organic. Uh, yeah, self-made, <laughs> self-made. There yeah. you go. Um, yeah. So, Legion, when did you realize that Destiny was going to be a major part of your life? Was there a moment where it clicked? Because I know it wasn't when the stranger said, uh, you know. I don't even have time to explain why yeah. I don't have time to explain. I know that wasn't the magic moment that made you realize. Was it when you woke the hive? Was it when you found out that that wizard came from the moon? I need to know. I think it was actually like two or three months after. Like I remember playing at launch and having no one to play with. So I stopped pretty quickly. And then I found out all of my high school friends were playing the game and like they had a clan. So like, I came back a couple months later, played Vault of Glass with them, played Corota. So this was like, like, like December. the game came, yeah, yeah, December or January. And like from that moment on, I think it would, that's, that's one change when it changed for me. I remember starting to play like crazy amount of hours. Like we were up to like three or 4 a.m. just raiding because like back then to get a Corota kill, like you had to, you had to finesse it so much. Like if people didn't have like the rockets to down him. And if the person with the sword wasn't perfect, like you'd be there for hours and then you have to wipe and get ammo because there was no smart like ammo. <laughs> so you had to either pop synths to get heavy ammo so you could actually do the boss. Or just pull, crazy pull the ethernet cable, whichever one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You guys ever do that? You guys are uh, I did not do the Ethernet cable, I don't think. I came I'm pretty back, sure I, I pushed think after they fixed it. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure I pushed um 
Who's the guy? And Rogvich. Well, Atheon. I didn't. I don't think I pulled Atheon off the ledge. It was the one before that. Is probably the only one I remember doing. Then I did both. Not by choice either time. You know, like I I LFG'd a lot or I played with friends yeah. I didn't know that well that I met through Destiny and one of them would be like, we're doing it this way. And I'd be like, all right, whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, we're pushing them off. And I just think to myself like, God, this just feels like it's taking more time to get right than we could have just done it, you know? Like we could have just done it the normal way. Uh, but yeah, I definitely I definitely saw Crota. I did the Crota thing. Uh, that, that definitely happened. Crazy to see that nothing's changed. People still try to cheese and it takes longer. I know, dude. It's like, like Destiny is not a hard game. No, <laughs> you don't need to cheese it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just crazy to me. Yeah, there's not much. Nightfall. Yeah, I was like, I cheese the Grandmaster this week just because it's a solo player, and you get that far. Wanted to cross. I just wanted the challenge. But yeah, it's like it's not too bad. There's once you get into a rhythm, if you really put time into most pieces of the game, as you guys are saying, if you put a little time into figuring it out, it kind of becomes old hat after a while. Even, you know, if you get a kind of an oiled machine on a higher level activity, it gets to be reasonable. Just depends on Especially how if you watch, watch a bunch of, of your videos. <laughs> you watch a bunch of your videos, you'll be all set. I've got a couple videos, but you also do as well. Need this lost Bad. sector done in like 30 seconds? Go here. <laughs> um, so yeah, I want to ask you. Yeah, it's like, so I mean, the raids, like many of us, they are the special moments in Destiny. Uh, so we got to do it, even though Cog isn't here yet. But we got to know rankings over the course of the franchise. Where it is, what are your top three, top three raids? Top three. Uh... In no particular order of the top three, I think Garden's up there, just because that was one of the last ones that I did with like a day one like group of friends. Uh and so like we like we went hard uh, on day one and like we just had like a bunch of like really good memories. Like uh what's the like the harpy encounter, like when you're yep. running down the tunnel and just like everything is chasing you. Uh, we just have like a good memory of like I started uh, chanting the prayer like I I walk through the valley of the shadow of death by fear no evil while everything's just sprinting behind you and you just hear all the explosions and like all of the like harpy exploder noises behind you and um, yeah so that one just because of the the memories and then probably wrath of the machine. Uh, just because it's like one of the best raids that they've ever made, and then I think King's Wall because that was like epic when you kill Oryx the first time, yeah, and you just see him like float away. That's that was a pretty epic moment. So, which one do you think is coming next season, or which one do you want? <laughs> the the troll in me will say Wrath just because <laughs> that's like the obvious answer is King's Fall with everything that's been set up, and yeah. I. That's that's definitely the one that's coming, but kind of hope Wrath just because like I think it holds up better with all it with the time that's passed. King's Fall is like with how powerful we all, we all are now. Oryx would just be no joke because it wasn't like a DPS check. It was just like survive, and that's so easy now with like all of the abilities we have. True. Yeah, I kind of I've. Definitely been thinking about King's Fall. It does seem the obvious one to me, too, because I've and Witch Queen and all that stuff going on. 
it feels like also that there is nothing SIVA related in the game right now. So if they brought all of that stuff back, yeah, it does feel like it would be a little out of place, at least then. Unless for some reason we get something like that next season, which we have no idea what's coming yet. Then it would be perfect if like, hey, Rasputin's here and you can control SIVA and all this crazy stuff's going on and here's Wrath. But... Some, I think, uh, forget who I was talking to also, maybe Blackwings was saying, it's just like, we already have Outbreak. We have the weapon from the raid, and we don't have Touch of Malice yet, so there's not the raid exotic allure to go after, which always kind of is a little weird, too. But, I mean, if you think through the encounters, it was, you know, the totems was just stand in a place, kill guys. We have so many tools now that we didn't back then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, standing in wells, and we have rifts, like, those weren't even a Warlock thing. Rifts weren't in D1. I don't even remember. Were Warlock Rifts even a thing in D1? No. No. No yeah. class abilities. Yeah, so you got no barricades, you got rifts, you got invisibility. Them. So just holding down a plate. And yeah, yeah, you had self-res, so Warlocks had the beast. If somebody's like, I want the Zamboni in 4K. See, I get that, though. That, yep. that whole encounter over the bridge, the thing going down, the crash, like, I want to see engine. both. Yeah, I was like, I want to see both. I really do. So I don't... But again, right now, thematically, there's not one drip of SIVA in the entire game, so so King's Fall makes sense. It's um, not right perfected, isn't that? Aren't those SIVA swarms? Yeah. I guess there's a little bit of that in there. That's about it, though. And they could just create an even more perfect version of Outbreak Perfected. Outbreak Perfecteder. That's the version you get if you do. Oh, the like raid. there's not much of a word better than perfect. It's like outbreak ultimate. It's no perfect is hey, perfect. It's kind of up there. I just got done reviewing a game where ultimate was not the highest level of evolution. Digit dig evolving. There's one above it, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Digimon I mean, always just kind of played by its own rules. Yeah, it's. I mean, all anime is like that. Like yeah. ultimate is where it begins. I'm ultimate, but then there's somebody who's more ultimate than you. It's like, all right, well, that doesn't mean that. Literally, goes against the definition of ultimate. You monster. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think they're gonna disappoint about half of the audience either way, whichever one they pick. Yeah, I still think, and again, it's not going to happen, but like Black Wings had talked about and Luke Smith said it a long time ago where Crota's End was supposed to connect to King's Fall and then they ended up splitting it up. I would love it if they would not tell anybody anything and it was Crota's End, but then when you beat Crota, you go through the big eye in the back and then you start King's Fall. Now granted, that that's would be a long, do. that's what they should do. And I think that would be absolutely amazing. It's a longer raid than they've never ever done. So I don't know if they would actually put that many encounters in one thing, but I think that would be absolutely fantastic. That would be, yeah, a, they could that, always have it skip to like the fun parts. So like after, uh, totems, they could just cut out everything before totems. Yeah. You can start at war priest. Yeah kind of connect the two in some way. I think that would be cool because right now we also don't have, and I kept, I'm trying to figure out like, how do we do this? It's like vault of glass. Theoretically, you just load in and Venus is kind of there. So they could probably do something similar for King's fall. I forget what the opening of that piece is, but we already have the moon. Really boring. It was the court of Oryx. Ah, okay. The, yeah. That's what I thought. Court. Yep. Did we have to, did you have to open it to go in? Yeah. Yeah. So again, like Which there's another piece fun. where you're going to get like, are you just going to get this like wedge of the dreadnought, which they could do, uh, or do Venus, right? yeah, I mean, same thing. So Literally I guess it's possible. Thing, yeah. 
It's just those moments where, like Venus, I can understand not bringing back a whole planet, but we're literally flirting with, you know, Crota already exists on the moon, Dreadnought not in the... I'm I'm very intrigued to know what they do. I'm just... And unfortunately, it's like the amount of work it would take to do like the dream Crota King's Fall thing, I just don't think would happen, but man, it'd be really fantastic. Um, but Yeah, it's like when it comes to just kind of your journey into now kind of making content, you've gone about it a different way. Obviously, we have had a lot of streamers, YouTubers, work, you know, there's a bunch of us out there. You you went a different path. So let me know kind of why you decided to do that and kind of where, you know, where you found your niche. Yeah, so really I started making content two years ago because of all the free time with COVID. So like I started working from home, I had all the free time, and I was just always like really interested in like marketing in general. So I just started learning about marketing, content creation, and I've always been a fan of Twitter. I... I think it gets a really bad rap for maybe a good reason. Uh, like all of the shitty anime profile pictures, people, all the really bad takes and stuff. And so like, uh, I started with YouTube, still do that. Uh, but Twitter the last year has been like a pretty big focus just cause like, I think a lot of people, uh, could get value there. And like, we see that like, the destiny community is on Twitter. So like there's, uh, there's definitely like people that want that stuff. And really, I just wanted to set, like, I wanted to do my part to make like the destiny Twitter just better. Just cause like it gets such a bad rap. There's so many like bad things that happen. Like I've been around so long that I remember like all of the scandals and all of the, like the me too, the cancel, like everybody that's been canceled. So I remember all of like the bad times. So like me being on Twitter and doing the stuff that I do there is like my way of trying to just like make that small piece a little bit better. There's a whole bunch of crap here. Let me just sprinkle at least a little bit of glitter on top. So it's not as bad. And, and like the small, maybe too optimistic hope is to see the other people do it be the the change that i want to see i mean it's it's not a bad thing because i mean your the block button is definitely a lot of people's friends on twitter because there are a lot of people who whether they're just you know saying having bad takes can be one thing it's like and somebody can have a different take but you get to the point where it's like you see certain people say things on twitter and you can kind of start filtering some of the people out which helps and then yep. it's nice to see people just be helpful, have constructive criticism that's like well thought out. It's like I love seeing like a thread that's got a whole bunch of really good ideas in it. Or, you know, it's like you pop up and you see it's like you and the Lost Sector. Uh, D2 Lost Sector. D2 Lost yeah. Sector. Like you guys have traded back and forth and saying, hey, this is what it is today. And it's like I usually even know just half the time I do it too. But there are moments where I'm like, oh, what? And then I'm just like going through Twitter. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is that one today. And it's like, and it'll all leave, leave catch me. So it's it's one of those things just to be a help to somebody who's just even in the Destiny community on Twitter and to see anything positive can't hurt. So it's not a bad, it's not a bad goal to try and be a little better. The internet's full of a whole bunch of garbage. So you can choose to be better or you can choose to join the garbage. And it's kind of nice to see people choose the upside if possible. Yeah, and well, I also follow like a lot of too. like, 
What was that? Sorry, changing my Twitter handle to joining the garbage. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Um, I also follow like just a, on on Twitter. I also follow so like I follow Destiny, but I also follow a ton of like uh, digital writers, like marketing people, SaaS people. So like I see all of the stuff that they're doing, and I uh, yoink and twist like a lot of the good stuff that they do. So like. A lot of the stuff that you'll see me do is uh, stuff I pick up from like that area of Twitter. Well, there's so, a like, lot of the, people. The email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people who could use to take a second and look at some of the smarter business people out there and be like, oh, I'm just a person on Twitter who does Destiny stuff. It's like, or you can look at the business people who've done marketing for years and do have some idea what's going on. So not a bad thing. Yeah, to I learn. think it started with like. Like, I just got really burnt out of doing YouTube for a year. Like, you just, it's such a grind. And I can't imagine the people that stream as well. Because, like, that's a direct, like, one-to-one. Like, your time, like, you're not getting anything out of it if you're not streaming. So, like, yeah. uh, I see, like, all these people like, in business. That. A little bit on both, <laughs> yeah. Been, been down both yeah. these roads a few times. Yeah, how do you do it? It's It's a grind. It, I mean, it is, and trust me, at first, it's one of those things that's, I mean, it has helped to do the YouTube first as my main focus, and then just letting everybody know, and that, like, you go watch anybody out there that'll tell you, like, hey, things to do to help build your Twitch channel, it's like, go have another platform first, and that's one of the biggest things, is you need multiple ways for people to find you, because there, I hadn't streamed for a couple of weeks, because I've been just doing stuff around my house, HVAC work, new puppy, got injured, fell off a ladder, getting a little better, but all this stuff. So I just hadn't really streamed as much. And then I'd been playing some random games, played a game that I can't play publicly yet. Like all these things have been a factor. But the fact that YouTube's still a thing I'll do, I'll put those videos up. There's followers that just come in when I'm offline all the time. Like I'm not running through like hundreds every day, but like there's a steady little trickle when I'm not even streaming for a little while of people just like, yeah, I'll go follow him, see when he gets on which helps. And then also I think for me, which has helped the balance is the way I play destiny, which is I've, I will play destiny a decent amount, but the more I play variety intermixed and in when it starts to get quieter helps me a lot too, because as we all know, there's a point where you can only do so much in destiny, depending on how many people you have to play with and friends. And so then when you go play something else and it's just been nice to see like the variety streams, they're not as big as Destiny because I can log into Destiny, hadn't played in two weeks, and there's a decent audience for somebody who doesn't do that much on Twitch. But then if I do variety, there's still a decent audience of people. So it's like that slow build of regulars has helped too. I mean, it's been five years now, so it's just it's time, which a lot of it is. But yeah, you it's, do it's a balance. Content full time. Yep, I am full time for content now. That happened kind of last year actually. So along with many people, certain changes happened. So. Yeah, it's like I have a degree in finance, just like you. I saw that in your hey, last year. So, yeah, I was like, Wait, really? Yeah, I didn't even know that about you. Yep, degree in finance. I used it for about nine years after college. Well, you do I taxes? used it for six months. I was a financial advisor for six months and hated it. That was one of okay. So yeah, fun story for college times. When you go to like the career fair or whatever, and you can throw your resume in the giant book of thousands. So many of those was like Northwestern Mutual financial advisor. Yep. And that was like your degree in finance. You had like talk to a bank, talk to 
and those. So it's like I ended up actually getting into credit management, which I can't say is more fun because that's like part of the like business collection side of things. So believe me, that has its sucky parts. But yeah, that's what I ended up doing with it for about nine years. So no, I get the degree in finance and that was one because I had an interview with Northwestern Mutual too. And I was just like this. I don't think this is what I want to do. <laughs> so I get it. Trust me. And then what'd you more? Do? I just hated it. It was like sales. Like it was just yes, hard sales, not is, what yeah. I wanted to do. Like it, you're taking all these classes and you're just talking about like making money or doing like analyst work. And then I got hired and it's basically just a sales job. Yeah. So and it felt <laughs> kind of scummy. Yep. Uh, you guys and your day jobs. <laughs> I've never worked an honest day in my life. I just uh Oh, we know. Yeah. Thieving. Yeah. Grifting. That's my career. I mean, you know, marketing has its pieces too. <laughs> so you gotta have the balance. I mean, but that's there are always pieces to that equation. So it's like my wife's been a product manager for forever. Um, but part of that piece, depending on she's worked on software development or websites. Anything involving websites right now, it's private, but if it's like a public website ads, that's going to be just a piece of the equation. And that just comes into it. Nobody likes it, but it's just part of the business. And it's like, there are those factors. So it's, yeah, we, <laughs> it is. I totally, I saw the degree in finance thing is like, huh? Yep. The whole thing. So helps to have the knowledge, but the careers around it, not so fun. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's like, that's, you got, you got any more questions for him, Travis? I know we've kind of like went all over the place a little bit with her getting to know our guest time, but yeah. Can you, uh, what should I invest in? Uh, Doge. Nice. <laughs> I think, I think that's still around, right? It is. I actually own some Dogecoin unironically. Well, I mean, ironically, but I, I do own yeah. it actually. Yeah. I hear GameStop's doing good things. You should probably get back. I actually, in that. I, I sold my GameStop <laughs> stock when it was worth like three hundred and twenty-five dollars a share, or something like that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I was like, for yeah, those so, people who I, I mean, I knew a person who worked there for for like sixteen years or something. He worked, started, in the, but he was in the corporate office forever, and then he quit probably a year before all that happened. And, you know, whether it's like long term incentives for stock or anything else, like I can there's a window in there that was missed. And yeah, it's like he's fine, but it's just one of those. It's just, yeah, the whole GameStop thing still cracks me up. I'm like, that should not still be that high. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and it's still floating up there. So it's just the weirdest it. thing. Yeah. Crush them. Crush those scummy investors. That's oh, on the other side, the short. Yeah, I was like, that's yeah, the short. Yeah, that's yeah. That's a whole it's worth piece. it just for that, honestly. I yeah, it's like it doesn't bother. Yeah, it's that. exactly. So take a few of those. Take a few of them out. There's still 10, 20,000 more behind them, but take a yeah, few of them yeah. out and that's okay. Well, we also have this game that some of us have been sporadically playing a little bit called Destiny. And now it has yeah. been the quiet part of the season. Solstice is finished. Did anybody do a second or third character? I didn't even do a first. Okay. Love yeah. That. Love that for you. <laughs> there you go. Let's go. I, 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 I wish freedom. I could say the same. Uh, yeah. I did. I did one fully did the seal. And then 
I've just been, I've been trying to spread out the bounty grinding or prepping that I'm doing over like three or four weeks. So I've just been doing a little bit here and there. So I logged in one night on my, on mine. I was like, oh yeah, there's that like bonus. I'm like, oh, this is going kind of quiz fast. And some of the things were like popping up. And then all of a sudden I was like, nope. I don't want to do this. As soon as I looked at one of the che the things I had to go do again, I was like, I don't even care if it's twice as fast. I was like, I'm not grinding anything else out. I'm good. So, um, yeah. so yeah, Solstice is wrapped. And now we, some people were wondering, is there going to be an epilogue mission? Which there's, you know, fake seasonal calendars out there that seem to be trolling people, which aren't really a thing. There's no guaranteed epilogue. And then all of, um, yeah, and then the unfortunate thing, some people finished all three characters in the first two weeks and they patched that, like, help, the speed up help in the last week. And I know that was painful for some. I feel you, Odysseus, that's that's fair. But yeah, we've got the, the true quiet time. Like, there is no Iron Banner. There is not much of anything. And I probably, I don't even think there's, I don't expect an epilogue. It's like one of those I just haven't seen it happen yet. So prove me wrong otherwise. So for me, it's just kind of like, what are what are you guys doing in Destiny? Or are you just like, you know, get a little distance from it, breathe before you jump back in when it gets a little crazy again? Yeah, I uh, I think I got pretty burnt out the first like month of the season, mm. like with the crafting and the really not great new activity. So I think I went really hard. The first month, maybe month and a half to like, yeah, first half of the season went really hard and got, got kind of burnt out. So I haven't been playing too much. Uh, the Solstice event, I played a little bit, uh, thought it was like almost too similar to like past events. And for the last couple Sol Solstices, I've been uh, less and less enjoying it. So I've been playing New World. <laughs> Oh. The last couple of weeks, um, they had like a new event. I said, "Hey, let me come back," and I've just kind of been doing other stuff lately, working, dropping uh, trees in the forest out there. Yeah, unironically. No, I know. <laughs> it's, there's. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I played for a decent chunk when it launched. I didn't go all the way to like the end PvP, but I put a pretty good amount of time into that one. It had kind of something, but then. I felt like the closer I got towards the end of the more I was hearing, there wasn't that much there after. So it kind of, yeah, it fell, it fell off for me too. Travis, yeah, uh, it's definitely not like a lot, but it is kind of fun. Yeah. Travis, you've been, have you played, do you plan to even play it that much in the next like 10 days or so? Or are you just going to be like, all right, August 23rd, here we go. Probably August 23rd. I did. Uh, the reason I ended up doing solstice wasn't even because I wanted to do solstice. It was because a, I hadn't played, uh, destiny in a while and it was sort of my comfort food in between massive reviews and b uh, i am very insistent that i get everything that has gameplay impact in every season and in this case one of the big things is like getting the weapons checklist making sure i, I grab all the weapons and then uh, getting the catalysts finished for all the exotics which i did i got them all so uh, if I can do that every season, I'm very happy. And if I can't do that, then it makes me sad. Was there, were there exotics, exotic armors this season? I think there were, right? They exotic like armor? Season. Yeah, they tend to have a few. In, in the Lost Sectors. Yeah, what was the... it this, this year for Titans? Lorley, Lorelei, or Lorley. Lorley Splendor. Lorelei was that this season? Boots? Yeah, Lorley. Or... Lorley, the helm, the fire helm was this season. Fire helm. Okay, yeah. Solar 3.0. Nice. Yeah, that yeah, was that. at least the big one for a whole lot of people. 
Yeah. I think that came out last season. Did it? I don't I don't remember. Or maybe See, like Witch Queen. Yeah, I thought it was wasn't wasn't there arms this year or this season? Oh I remember maybe. having I remember having to go get second some chance. Sort of yeah. Somebody saying second they were, chance. It, they were void arms, weren't they? For something last season. Yeah, I, that's this season. That's uh second chance where you get like the extra shield throw. Yes. Okay, oh, I that's right. That. Yep. Let me make sure I have that. Yeah, you got my wires crossed. I, I gotta, I gotta make sure I get everything, man. These seasons just bleed together, right? Yeah, it, I got it. That's your excuse. I mean, but it is. That's not. Second I mean, chance. it does kind of feel that way sometimes. You know, you get a new I think season, this season particularly. What hit you about this season? Because I've heard it from a lot of people that this season was kind of one of those that just hit. Yeah. What What did it for you that was kind of like, eh, and you kind of burn out? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the activities, like the group activities where you can like intentionally like speed them up. Like my favorite um, seasonal activity was the sundial because like a really good team, yeah, yeah, really good team could like speed it up and make it faster. And I felt like my individual role meant a little more because like I could go really hardcore killing everything and make it go faster for the entire group. Um, yeah, I think it was just the activity and then the method of getting the crafting, uh, weapons just didn't do it for me. Like opening chests is not really fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. For me, the Leviathan, I mean, we've talked about this one previously. It's like, we were happy to see the Leviathan back. Some were, some weren't. Um, but it also did feel like. You know, when you went through the story pieces, we got to see more of the different sides of the Leviathan. And then for me, it was kind of the hope, hey, in the first week, so we're in the Castellum now, maybe this whole public event will move to a different location. And then as soon as that didn't happen, yeah. you were like, okay, so it's going to be there the whole time. And it's like, and what are the other two places for? Just find some bosses to like get some triumphs. And then you're looking for chests and opulent keys. And it's like, yeah, somebody said Seraph Towers was you know, kind of a reminder of season of the public event type. It's, and it was yeah. more than Seraph Towers. Yeah. It was more than that. It was bad. It was very bad. There yes. was like the random war mine chambers you go into, I think. Yep. But that was just unlocking it. Yeah. And those were just kind of random. Just... Yeah. So there wasn't a whole lot to that one. This one had more new destination and on the other side, shout out to um, the narrative director who I think just got promoted to the Destiny Universe narrative director. She just got a promotion. I think I saw on Twitter. Um, the story of the season's been great. Like actually getting to know the characters, getting the backstory about Zavala, of which he's always been this closed off character. Seeing Crow kind of work his stuff out. You know, it was like kind of this quick up and down roller coaster. Uh, Blackwing's lived in containment. He's res- reset that thing like four times, but you're probably the only one. Um and then Keitel. Keitel continues to be this character that everybody enjoys going along this journey with. We got to see both Callus and Gaul kind of have two sides to her. When that stuff ends, though, that's, I think, when you said six weeks, when that story ends, it's kind of a hard and fast, okay, now what? Unless you're just yep. getting ready for Grandmasters, there's no hard raid, which we know is going to be coming this time, which kind of spreads some people out a little bit more. But yeah, in a season without a raid and duality came so early, I think everybody... Gonna burn that one out pretty quick too. It's 
like I enjoyed the duality dungeon, but yeah, when you think when you get to week seven, you're like, I've done duality like five weeks in a row. I kind of know what's going on. And yeah, you hit that moment, but that's also why it's like, I enjoy other games too. And it's been nice to have some time for that. Yeah. But me too. Honestly, I, I think maybe it's like taking little breaks to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I think maybe it's like a hot take, but I, I don't really like the public spaces. Like I think maybe too much time goes into making them, but I understand that that's where like, the majority of people that play destiny. Like if you look at the Charlemagne numbers, like patrol is always way at the top. Yeah. I just, I mean, it just doesn't really do anything to me or do anything for me. Yeah. And that's one of those where I wish they did more with the spaces where, you know, if you loaded into the EDZ, the EDZ was like a nightfall region and like things were bumped up in difficulty. If they could have that as a rotator, just to give the planets a little more love any, I mean, yeah, there there's always wants to make some of that stuff better because, yeah, most of the time, like when I'm running around doing all the bounties I'm doing right now. Yeah, there's I'm going to Nessus. I'm like, why? Why did I land on this planet? There's no reason to go to Nessus. There's occasionally a lost sector that pops through there, which we know. But outside of that, how much of a reason to land on Nessus? Which is and that's weird. because So it's like you have all these spaces. I'll go to Europa and I'm sitting here doing Empire Hunts. For one, Empire Hunts should be in the Vanguard Ops playlist. Please put them in there. Um, but yeah, it's, it is this weird cool stuff. And then you kind of, the fall off of a season of destiny hits seemingly quicker than I feel like it used to. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever played deep rock galactic, but it's like a procedural, like four person. Yeah. One of my favorites. I would love if destiny made like some sort of like activity that had like the procedural, similar procedural generation in that where like levels are just randomly created so like like really just a, an activity that has a bunch of different like randomization so like each run feels like a little bit different because like even sometimes strikes can get a little boring running the same exact loop a little little <laughs> i mean when i was doing solstice and the most efficient way to do the strikes and nightfalls is a nightfall you're doing the same strike over and over so i did prison of elders countless times just to knock that one out because the nightfall was better than a regular strike. So if you're like, yep, of course I'm going to run the same strike over and over. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, I would love any type of randomness, but in a game like that, this, it feels so hard to get something like that, but it would be. Yeah. After playing, I played, I swear like four different roguelikes lately after playing enough of those, that would be fantastic if they could do something like that. And I think that's why yep. even if we had the movement of like, hey, I got to go grind Castellum and like it shifted the area you're looking at the whole time, it would help a little. But I know some yeah. of those spaces don't quite work for it, but yeah, just, you know, mix it up a little bit. Well, we also got a TWAB. And while we are not going to get anything about the story, the raid, anything else that's coming next season for visual fun, we get words. We get words about the sandbox and it's actually a really good um, sandbox. Shout out to Mercules real quick. Again, um, he got hired. Now he's sitting here putting out his first TWAB. I thought it was well-written. <laughs> so I kind of enjoyed the way the information was actually easier to digest than sometimes I feel like it's been before. Was that guy been on this show or was yeah. he on Fireteam show? We had him on was here. Him on I don't know if he was on. I know we had him on here. I don't know if you guys had him on Fireteam chat, but we had him on here. I remember talking to that guy. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, he did Destiny Mesa breakdowns, the crazy spreadsheets. He's in the right place. Like, he lived in that world and took it to the next level. So, the TLDR, 
They buff some underutilized weapon archetypes, scout rifles, heavy grenade launchers, high impact autos, lightweight bows, buff multiple Good. perks, bugs, buff multiple exotics, added in anti-champion intrinsic nature to some of the exotics. And I know Legionless and I is like, hey, what are your options for exotics or for lost sectors? We have new options and it's kind of exciting. Be like, yeah. oh, what would you like to use for anti-barrier? Two weapons or maybe something else? Well, now you have like three, at least there's one more. <laughs> So you got some more options there. Reworked a couple of exotic weapons uh, whose functionality was just causing issues and updated the perk pool for Dares of Eternity and also gave them a new origin trait, which they don't tell us what it is, but Dares of Eternity will be something to check in on the new season and see what the new or the origin trait's going to be. Nice to see them putting that in more places. So over the global changes, they said they fixed the issue that introduced the 30th anniversary update that caused too much heavy ammo to drop when running double special weapons. That doesn't sound like a problem. <laughs> but it does sound like something I never even knew existed. And then this one I think is actually really good. And it's, it's kind of a reminder that it's coming. Several weapon stats were previously hidden. Airborne effectiveness, recoil direction, zoom, aim assist, which you would always find in like dim and light.gg, D2 gunsmith. They're finally going to be in your face in the game. So if you're like airborne effectiveness, what is this? You can finally see the stat in game, which is at least a baby step for new players. I think, um, I don't know. How, do you guys go to like light.gg or dim or anything to go look these things up? Yeah. All the time. I see I'm that. Yep. yep. Yeah. You're like, what's the Especially recoil? recoil. Yeah. The direction <laughs> is like, is this over here? Straight up. Counterbound's going to make it better or worse for sure. All right. So weapon archetypes. Bob, by the way, while we go over this. So oh, you're good. Number one, scout rifles. They're getting a 10% PVE damage bonus against miners. So they're a little better there. Uh, they said this change wow. in addition to the baseline damage buff given in Solstice. So, but yeah, 10% against miners. Bungie always hurting miners. Wow. <laughs> that's that's where you took that joke? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> no, but it's like, uh, I do Pretty like... Obvious. Yeah, it's like, I do like the fact that they continue to split the sandbox. Like, hey, this thing just doesn't do work in PvE. Now it does. Do I think Scout Rifle should do a little more against everything? Probably. That's why I always wonder on some of these when, like, do Scout Rifles get a lot of use against all, all things in PvE? No, they really don't. There's usually something better. So they're going to do it against just the red bars. I'm like, and the orange bars and the bosses? Still nothing. Do you guys think it needed more than just miners, or is it good there? Without the I think jokes. It's fine. Yeah, I think it kind of is fine, actually. I think it probably needed miners the most because scout rifles take a lot of like setup to fire compared to other things like rushing up with a submachine gun or whatever so i feel like you yeah. should be able to one shot crit kill with a scout rifle if you're at optimal distance fair enough high impact auto rifles uh this subfamily of auto rifles has good damage output but low ease of use leading them to underperform they increase the base stability stat for all non-set high impact Auto rifles by 6 to 12. They said it may not seem like a notch a lot, but it is a noticeable change. So if you like your high impacts, they should be a little little easier to manage and hold on to, especially probably for controller if it's a stability-based thing, because on PC I don't really worry about that as much, but controller I know stability is definitely more of a thing. Lightweight bows. Speaking of our guest last time, Stadia Time, him and his lightweight bow that he enjoyed using. Uh, this oh, subfamily... How did I forget about him? Yeah. Oh, God. This subfamily yeah. has languished compared to their higher damage counterparts for some time. So they reduced the base draw time down to 580 
and they increase the the window for the perfect draw, so you get that little damage bonus. So you guys, you guys like bows at all, or do you even like lightweight bows specifically? Uh, I like them for like champions. That's pretty much it. I don't like, take them out uh, just to, like. Well, I will take out Trinity Ghoul, and that's uh, that's a weapon. I'm surprised got no champion mod, but it probably be way too over overpowered with Arc 3.0. With its catalyst, with how great it is at killing, like adds really quickly. Uh, okay, the that... catalyst changed that weapon to make it amazing. I love the like that's a catalyst that truly made that weapon fantastic. Yeah, I one like of my favorites for, for sure. It would. I like bows for PvP. Oh, you're one of those scary people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I only use it when I think like people are if they're hanging back and being like wimpy. And that's the strategy. Then I'll get out the bow, you know, hand cannon, and just sort of pop them, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I like bows for PvP. So is this going to affect that, or is this just a PVE thing? No, this is affecting everything. So yeah, I'm I'm down with this change. Bows yeah, are this is just about draw time and perfect draw hit. So nothing wrong there. Yeah. Uh, hand cannons. Apparently, Dire Promise had the wrong zoom. It's been fixed. Glaives actually get a better interaction with exotics. So now the melee attack is going to activate things like ACD zero feedback fence. Um, I know even Fallout mentioned Karnstein armlets for warlocks. The healing one sounds a little terrifying because now you have a shield. You do your melee. Now you're getting health back and also necrotic grips. Hunters don't get a lot of benefit there, but we got one for the Titans, the feedback fence. But no, I think Karnstein, that's... That could definitely be something to worry about. If you have a glaive with a shield, you melee, you get health back, and you still have a shield. We'll have to see how that one goes. Glaives. Yep. It is weird. Like, I mean, we were talking to Stadia last time as well. It's like, glaives came in, and they're slowly starting to kind of find a foothold where now people are annoyed that, like, I'm firing at the guy. He has a shield, and I can't shoot him back, but he can shoot me from range while holding up a shield. Like... Glaives are starting to kind of creep in a little bit to the people who will spend the time to learn them. Kind, I, I appreciate the fact that they're getting a little more use, even if I don't still love them yet. I probably need to spend some time with them. Hercules, you spelled breach wrong. You spelled breach incorrectly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, breach! Grenade launchers. I don't know how else to say that, because... Breach! Breach! <laughs> Uh, concussion grenades can no longer roll. Thank goodness, because nobody picked it anyway. Uh, I wanted to actually ask you guys, because this one, we were, like, reading through it. Are there any perks that you guys see roll on a weapon that you're just, like... Delete? What? Yes. Why? Like, yeah. I was like, what? Any big stand-up? Well, Sympathetic Arsenal will get me to delete the gun immediately. No. Are there yeah. any ones that you see that just don't belong with, you know, like, an archetype or a certain weapon or... I saw. I, uh, I do I not understand the perk at all. The one that lets you uh, reload faster when you're outside of combat. That seems insane to me. Yeah. Zen Is moment. It? That's one for me. They actually oh, yeah, got yeah. that. Got an update to hopefully be a little more clear on what it does. Yeah. Some people say sympathetic is so good on a bow. So sympathetic on a bow, every, you're reloading constantly. So if you pull and get one kill, it reloads your other two. So if you have heavies or snipers or shotguns that you need that's because you're reloading constantly the perk is so always activated yeah PvE. that'd be more of a pve thing all right yeah i'm Yo, thinking, I'm thinking PvP, Vixen, how you I sympathetic and i'm like go away yeah what's most of the time Vixen? i'm not i know new rad loves that perk 
uh, is one of the pre people in my community, but I just, it's not one of those I build my loadouts around either. But yeah, concussion there just say blinding does it and better. So you don't need concussion because everybody just goes for blinding because it just does the same job, but better. Uh, and then heavy grenade launchers are getting a increased damage against majors and up. So literally the opposite of scout rifles, orange and yellow bars. It's a 10% buff in grenade launchers, excluding parasite, of course, because that one works differently. And actually, I don't know if this is still going to be enough because I think right now grenade launchers... There was a while they were amazing because they also had the um, seasonal trait to them that made them really good. But since that went away, I feel like they fell off a cliff. And even now when I pull one out, it just feels like it takes six grenades to kill like one heavy guy. So I don't know why it just doesn't. So I don't know if the 10% is going to be enough, but we'll have to see. Probably you not. Guys, They're just you... afraid of making it too powerful. Yeah. Do you guys use grenade launchers now or is it basically anything else at this point? Hell no. Yeah, pretty only pretty much only rockets or linear fusion rifles. I think uh the massive nerf that explosive light got back when it was on Windigo, it was like a huge buff and it was only exclusive to that. But now that rockets can have it, they kind of have to balance that perk between the two. And if both weapons can have that perk, just use the rocket. Yeah. Somebody did say Anarchy might be good again. Could get a little bit of a nudge. I don't know if it's enough to throw in the exotic slot, but some people might get in there. See, that's one of those that I forget about because I never did that much with Anarchy, but I know could be something at this point. Yeah, they said the Dares of Eternity weapons, those are going to be getting their origin trait added. What do you guys think that could be? Because it's obviously free activity, so everybody does have access to it. Um what would you guys think would be fitting for a star horse related origin trait? I think it probably is going to be something that doesn't give a lot of benefit, just like marginal, maybe like a couple extra stats, like do something and you'll get like some stability or range or something. Cause like if anybody can get it, it probably, uh, probably won't be too powerful. Mm. Fair point. Kind of similar to the way, like, you see something, um, the new one, like, Bitter Spite, like, uh, what is it? Yeah, increases reloads depending on damage, but where do you get that one? That one's in the new dungeon that you have to buy. So that that makes sense, I guess, in the free access. The, the origin traits are getting probably somewhat watered down. Anything you would like to see, Travis, in that spot? Any, like, origin trait, if you could dream one up, that would be cool? 10% discount at Xur if the weapon is equipped. That would crack me up if they did that. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I feel like you That's just see I this want. little like yellow line slash and like a Best Buy sale tag on the corner or something. It's like, yeah, I feel like so many of the origin traits are useless that I'm okay with them just because, you know, it feels kind of like an extra perk anyway. So yeah. they should just do stupid yeah. stuff with the perk like that. That's my uh, that's my suggestion. Ten percent discount at Zer. A lot of them and feel and, almost and may, like and the, maybe maybe special dialogue options from a Zer lot of them feel like the one mod where like you shoot the you get like the precision kill and it makes the confetti. That'd be that'd be a cool trait. You get like a, a special certain kill and it'll make like confetti. I could see or that. some sort of okay. animation. Yeah, something kind of almost a cosmetic one from that. That would actually be probably the most fitting because a lot of that's about ornaments and, as you said, the confetti explosion. That's kind of perfect, actually. Star Horse Origin Trait. Better chance at exotic drop rates. Yeah. 
Thank you Everyone for the $5 needs. super chat and Necromancer Zale, but you're going to need to pull out a lot more silver if you're going to increase your exotic drop rate chances. Ask the guy who ran a thousand lost sectors and has the data to prove it. Not much is going to affect that one. <laughs> I think it's closer to 2,000. Well, probably now. <laughs> I was ballparking. Yep. I was apparently a little short. You're one of the few who's probably run that many lost sectors. Even I know I've run a decent amount, and I'm not scratching the surface to the number of lost sectors you've run. I'll run it like a couple times with a loadout, make a video, and I'm good. You farmed all of them so many times, it's quite impressive. Yeah, I had like a goal to run each one a hundred times, because like I was tracking like the exotic drop like from each one, and I wanted it to be like irrefutable. Yeah. And it's which is funny, people still will like tell me I have like something wrong about like the drop rate data and i'm like dude i i tracked all of these like here's the data you're like i There's have a decent is there in was it pretty general across lost sectors like pretty consistent yeah so like i found uh that so like a couple myths are like people will think one exotic drops more than the other and like all of the data that i tracked showed that that wasn't really a thing like when you spread it out long enough like enough exotics will like it'll even out but it it feels like you're getting that same pair of boots over and over again because like one you're remembering like you're getting the really bad exotic and then two you're just not running very many um another myth is that people think like if you aren't getting a drop for like a dozen runs or something if you change characters or just something like that then the next run you open the chest and you'll get one and I found nothing like that to be the case. It's a uh, superstitions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Destiny superstition. Yep. Yeah. If you equip like this wearing your lucky hat during the ball yeah, game. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you get unlucky on lost sectors, it'll change eventually. It's bound to. Perks. What's crazy. A lot of people have run more won't. than me. You, you could not get, there's a there's a not not a impossible chance that you will run as many as you want and still never get it. So yeah. what were you gonna say, Legion? Uh what's crazy is people have run run a lot more than me. Like uh I think there's one YouTuber, Scary Ton. He uh puts like speed runs on YouTube and he's done like I think twice as many of those as I have. I mean, after a while, yeah, you're just going for it's almost like neon white speed runs at that point. Be like, all right, I'm shaving off like 0 0.70 seconds here or something like that. It's like, we're good. We know you're the fastest. Cool. <laughs> yep. Uh, we did get some changes to perks, though, and a couple of these are probably overdue. And I hope they kind of take this trend into the future. They said the Gambit and Iron Banner origin traits were too specific to be generally used and have both been re redesigned. The Invader Tracker uh, has been renamed to Run and Gun. Redesigned functionality to give a sprint speed increase on multi-kills. Sounds actually kind of cool. And then Skulking Wolf for Iron Banner has been redesigned to activate on kills while at low health. So it will work in all PvP, which is good. And that's that's the same thing you guys mentioned on Origin Traits. Half the time you're like, I don't know if this really does anything, has any benefit. And then you see stuff like that that was too way too specific. Because the Iron Banner one was, you would be off radar when what like you were on the hunt or the flames were lit or something very specific in iron yeah. banner and you're like how often is this ever going to get used i mean 
So I'm glad to see them kind of opening up some of the origin traits to get a little more general use. Yeah, I mean, some of the origin traits they revealed in the TWAB seemed to me like more useless junk, like, you know, higher sprint speed after multi-kills. It's like, yes, exactly when I need to run fast after I've killed multiple things. I just, you know what I mean? Like, Gotta go get in that guess, next I, engagement quicker. Yeah, I guess it can it can help you get to the bank and run around. It's probably useful in Gambit specifically, but just so many of those origin traits are so specific that you would have to get First of all, the weapon has to be good and the roles you get on it have to be good for that activity. Otherwise, you're wasting the origin trait that because that origin trait wouldn't be useful except for in the mode that you want to use it in. Right. Yep. Like, yeah, it just it's kind of I guess it'd be good for speed running. If you're trying to speed run, then you could use that in like a nightfall or whatever. If you're trying to run through it, get a multi kill and then sprint faster. Maybe. I don't know. Man. Yeah. It it's like, I mean, yeah, it's like it's very niche. It still feels so like. Specific. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. like it's a little better that it's not quite isn't like one's going to be most of the time in pvp you can use it multi kills and like gambit you could but there's still ones that i'm I'm never going to like set up a build around one of these origin traits none of them have really been that good they're they're a bonus like i'm using one of the yeah. new the new dungeon pulse rifles and i get a faster reload cool but i was like it doesn't it's not anything i set up my loadout around or anything or hey i've got this origin trait on here so I'd pick different perks. I don't even consider the origin trait when I look at the perks of the weapon. It doesn't even come to play. Yep. I think that they fit perfectly as like that type of thing, though. Because yeah. like if you think about if like they were actually meaningful, it would probably be uh, it would have like a lot of negative effects on like the rest of the game. Because like these are origin traits that like you just get for the weapon. Like yeah. it's not like a, if it was as powerful as a perk. Like perks have to be as powerful as they are because they're random and not everybody would get them. That's kind of like how I look at it. I was like, I will say that's got to be an actual tough job. Whoever at Bungie has to make origin traits, they can't be as good at perks, but they can't yeah. be nothing. And you're like, what am I making? They're like, well, this is where you got to figure it out. Yeah. It's this weird line of it needs to do. Just a little bit, so sometimes you know it's there, but not so much that it's better than any other slot of this thing that can roll. It's, it's I feel like they kind of are nothing right now. Like the fact that you yeah. just don't consider them at all when you're building out a weapon is kind of not a good sign. And I feel the same way. I never do it. I sort of skip over it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, as Legion said, it's like if it's too much, then all of a sudden is this gonna be the god roll you have to go after? But it's a balance of how good can it be or how neat? Maybe if it's a little more niche, they were hoping they could be a little weightier, but if you don't really worry about it too much, it's not an easy task. Once again, Bungie having the losing battle, no matter what they try and do, but yeah, shout out to whoever's trying to make those origin traits because that is not an easy job. I don't think to walk that delicate balance. And I'm sure there's some testing that goes into those that probably reels. Most of somebody's like, Oh, I have this really cool idea. And they're like, yeah, we're going to do about one tenth of what you think is cool. I would guess. And um, imagine um, like trying to like try to like or imagine trying to compare like the same weapon but or like the same archetypal weapon but they have different origin traits so like uh everybody wanted uh the trials LFR because of its origin perk and now suddenly because of that or because of its origin trait it's suddenly better than every other one. So like I I definitely agree it's like very tough to balance, but I think where they're landing like where they don't really do anything is probably like the safest and probably the best for the game yeah 
Yeah, that's actually a really good example with Reed's Regret. Um, because yep. that vice can really change like the way that thing works with the right perks. That's one of the few. But again, it's much harder to go after, so not as many people have it. So that's probably where they can lean a little something stronger there. Uh, right. Ambitious Assassin has fallen behind perks such as Overflow, so they've changed it to it will increase magazine overflow from 10% to 20% per kill on primary. Special and heavy are still 10%, but the overflow cap can go from 50% to 150%. So overflow could see some substantial fun there. Uh, Wellspring. The internal cooldown basically didn't allow it to work with stuff that exploded. Picture rocket launchers, grenade launchers. So it will now work with those. So if you kill a group of enemies with something Wellspring, now you can get that perk to proc four or five times with one grenade if you kill a bunch of little lads, which is good. If you're ever kind of building into that, it actually gives it some potential now. Not amazing, but some. Uh, perpetual motion was triggering frequently enough to be annoying. So we're disabling audio-visual just cues. Thank you. Because you'd see it on the screen. Constantly, yeah. basically, in PvP, I'm sure. Yep, hated it. Uh, Lead from Gold wasn't respecting the functionality of splitting the special ammo picked up when two special weapons were equipped. Now gives the correct amount of ammo to each weapon when two specials are equipped, which actually is surprising because I figured they would never kind of bump that one up to be so strong. Concussion grenades we know are gone. Uh, Vice Stinger uh, inadvertently applying the linear fusion rifles. So... Uh, they fixed a bug where it was applying a charge time reduction to linear fusion rifles as well, so that's been fixed. And then Zen Moment had its direct description uh, change to be more accurate in what it does. I'll be It doesn't say what it is, but I'll be curious to read that one. Now the fun stuff. Exotic buffs. So we've added anti-champion functionality to several weapons. Number one on the top of the list, and this is how you know Mercules wrote this one, Lamanarch is an overload weapon with its poison arrows. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one like everybody's really been wanting to see. So it's really cool to see that they uh they did that one. I'm really sad that we don't get anything for Tikus or Trinity Ghoul. Yeah. I would like to Poor see Trinity like, I would like to see Trinity maybe go barrier, Tikus <clears throat> be unstoppable, but just you know, at some because we got, we'll get four of these, but it was like, there's many more exotics that I would like to see them do this with. Hopefully this is like a continual edition because it's one of those things that could help set exotics a little farther apart, bring some in in certain places. Thunderlord also gets overload. Guess that probably goes into arc 3.0. That one should be fun. Thunderlord definitely. Also just a gun that feels like it should have overload. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Like yeah. It's electricity, it's super powerful. It shoots like these massive like balls of lightning. Yeah. yeah. Give that give that gun overload. That feels right. I'm Ma surprised Risk Runner didn't get overload. I'm, yeah. Concerning Thunderlord. That would yeah. maybe later. I think they're probably worried about Risk Runner right now being too strong. I will be right back. Plus Ooh, Arc 3. We might, be, we might be getting a guest, everybody. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, no, I think Risk Runner, if you got arc damage mitigation, because you know everybody's going to be running the arc subclasses, and then if there's any tying in of like chaining and you get perks that pair with Risk Runner, no, I think it's going to be. I think Risk Runner has potential to be very powerful. Well, probably why no training too. <laughs> okay, I'm going to. You're going to have to move that mic to give him a shot. I think so too. I think there's a lot of potential. I think there's a ton of potential here. 
Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of potential with this twat. What do you think? <laughs> What's up, <laughs> sir? What's going on, gents? How we doing? Hello. How we doing? Okay, I'm, wi- hey, I'm going to widen the frame so the green screen is not going to be as big of a deal, but there's both of the guys in the frame, so <laughs> welcome Cognito. He makes the Let's travel in the on. Crucible shirt. Yeah, you know, I had to come make sure he was behaving. Yeah. You know how, Please. You know how I did. <laughs> this, this show started very, very much with misbehaving, so we, we, needed, we needed you to reel him back in. No doubt, no doubt, man. It's good to see you. There's a meaty twine, man. I'll try to read some of it on the way. Yeah. A lot of intrinsic stuff going on, right? So where we at right now? Literally the exotic intrinsics, like right there. Uh, so we just mentioned Layman Ark and Thunderlord. And now we've got Malfeasance. Now this is the one I want to ask you guys to see how it works or how you think, because in my head, it added the intrinsic unstoppable to explosions. Added 20, plus 25 to base airborne effectiveness, so it's up to 53 to match the other precision hand cannons. So do you guys think, is it like when you get the five bullets stacked, then the explosion's going to be the unstop? Is that how you feel that's going to work? Just to kind of yeah. clarify? Yeah, that's what I think so. Yeah. It can't be instant, right? It can't be like a one-shot Malfeasy no. study champions. Not with unstop. Yeah. No. But it is cool that it's intrinsic. You don't have to spend a mod on it. Yeah. True. See what we look like. And then the last one is Wish Under. I'm actually yeah. curious if I'm going to have a reason to pull this bow out because it has been way too long. Uh, but they added an intrinsic anti barrier, um, decrease the number of hits versus most targets Ooh. from two to three. Now, is that when they're talking about like the piercing effect of the bow? Do you guys think this is the number of hits per target? Wish Ender increase number of hits versus most targets from two to three. Anybody in chat? Because this is mm. this is the one that's throwing me off. Because I know it. I know there was an issue or Wish Ender when it was bugged for a little bit. When it was really strong, it was like hitting on the entrance and exit wound, basically kind of like piercing the hitbox or hitting twice. I'm trying to understand how they're going from two to three. More hits against vehicles, still two against players. Okay, that must be kind of, I guess this the thing. So if you're shooting, say. The tank in the arms dealer strike this week, for example, feels like you're going to be, uh, you know, I guess a little bit more. Increased damage versus champions, majors, and mini bosses by 10%. So this one exotic gets a boost against those. Uh, and also the draw time decreased by 8 milliseconds. A huge change. I, I That's one of those I wonder. <laughs> like, wh- how, why? Why do they even... That's one of those where it's like... What was the auto rifle damage by like 0. 0.04? That's what that reminds me of, basically. Yep. Yeah, I gotta stand. Uh, I gotta sit up and try to look as bulky as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, like I could move Travis's image over, and it would take up about Cog's right shoulder to like his middle of his right pec, and then like the rest of it would be Cog over there. There's. Yeah. I got I got broad shoulders. He's like, hold on, let me. He's over here, just like boxing out the camera. No, it's just me. Yeah, for sure. You're just gonna have to put an arm around him. Yeah. There you go. Yo, this is gonna be huge. Anti-barrier. Is it on which end in the kinetic slot? Am I bugging? Yep. That's huge, man. I don't feel we got like a, a lot of anti-barrier ones outside of what. No, Ariana. you got Arbalist and Ariana's Val. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be big. And I, I've always Felt Wish Ender should have been more for what you did to get it. Like, you know, Shattered Throne is such a iconic. Yeah, that's a heck of a quest. Engine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm with that. That's a good point, baby yeah. girl. <laughs> Those two, it's over. 
hilarious. It's, it's gonna be, it's over, guys. The show is about to fall off the rails. So it's going left now. Now the show has gone completely yeah. left. <laughs> Tell me more about Wish Ending. <laughs> Sorry, this is too much fun. <laughs> You don't know what to do with yourself. You're going to get demonetized. <laughs> now, that already happened earlier in the show. It's fine. So. Oh, okay. We, oh, we already yeah. broke protocol? That's right, yeah. Oh, long ago, yeah. Uh, Tiku's Divination. Miners. Yeah. Minor oh. damage, and it was just over. Miners. And I had to. <laughs> I don't even know. I already know. Where like, like, oh, I already no. know. I don't already even know. need it. Moving on, though. Moving on. He bought this, maybe. Yeah, TQ's Divination gets the little buff to lightweight bows, so that will actually draw faster, so that bow should be fun. I got a feeling with all the bow work that we're going to be getting bows with some type of champions. I mean, we got the intrinsic one up there, but I feel like bows, they've got to be champion-related next season. I like it when they are. Hopefully they come back. We'll see. Uh, Legend of Acrius. Haven't heard about that thing in a while. Damn. It's fallen far behind other heavy short-range weapons and warrants a buff. Catalyst now grants Trench Barrel in addition to its other effects. Uh, different versions of exotic paired legendary weapons didn't have matching stats, so we get brought them up to parity as well. The Trench Barrel on Acrius, is this going to make you guys bring it out for Arc 3.0? For sure. Oh, yeah. No. No way. Oh. No? No? no way. What uh, happened? I think Trench Barrel is not that big. And then how many activities do you think... We use shotguns. We just use slug shotguns, really, in like one or two encounters. I don't know. Maybe, maybe if it is King's Fall and we uh, exactly. we have a bunch of like close range encounters and stuff, maybe we're gonna be using it to melt Golgoroth. That's what I'm saying. Also, if there's some type of Arc 3.0 synergy with melees, because I'm I'm thinking like for Warlock, you know, we got the Arc Web mm -hmm. and it changes. Yeah. So if you if you synergize that with uh Acrius on some level, it could get powerful, it could get crazy. I mean, I've always felt Acrius was powerful, it's just underutilizing it. It just Yeah, there's not a lot of spaces, especially in PvE for something that how close do you have to be? I have to give the big giant guy over there, I have to give him a hug to use this weapon. It's not good. So it's like it's hard to find a place for it, but I mean you said Golgoroth, you're like, he's looking above you and you're down here shooting him in the stomach. So that actually maybe it's amazing. Who knows? He's even better in person, by the way. How's he smell? So smell good. good. It's all right. Breath is minty. Perfect. That point, yeah. <laughs> That's also, after the show. Anyway. Say MLG on them. I, you don't notice that detail when you're on camera. When you're in person, you're like, oh, look at that. Yeah, it's hot death. For our audio listeners right now, Travis and Cognito are now sitting next to each other in the same room. It's Cognito's yeah. out there visiting. So in case you guys hadn't picked up on what was going on. <laughs> Yeah, this is getting real Stevie in here. Hey, when he laughs, can you hear him on my mic? Yeah. So it is a his mic thing because I have your oh, same mic. Oh now. yeah, this, oh, this wow. is the Shure SM7. So you know what? I gotta get your settings because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. That my, yeah, that muffles my my laugh. Yeah. Get back. Laugh. We were we were talking about that too, but that's fine. Callus mini tool got a little airborne effectiveness. Mita mini tool, Drang sweet business. Some airborne effectiveness. Fighting lion, uh, getting a little bit of a. Damage boost back, increase from five to eight percent, and the grace time for the instant reload is uh, five to six seconds. Reworked weapons, uh, Lord of Wolves. Can you see this one, Cog? Because I want you to talk about this. I want you're here at the perfect time because your baby just got taken outside and shot. This is just 
Oh my god, this this is breaking me right now. So I'll read it. It's been the thorn in the side of PvP players, especially when paired with certain exotic armor pieces. I'm not gonna let me just comment. <laughs> Decrease starting ammo in PvP from 15 to 10 PvE unchanged. Reduce the burst size, shots fired per trigger pull from 10 to 5 shots when release the wolves is active. Reduce the burst delay, time between bursts by 60% when release the wolves is active. Decrease Lord of Wolves base damage by 20%. Now deals 35 shots per body in PvP, 44 with release the wolves active, and increase damage in PvE by 20% to compensate. So PvE, yes, it gets it gets the increase. But I, I felt this was a bit heavy-handed. The only reason why, it, they just came off of a nerf. Like, Lord of Wolves just came off of a nerf. And, I mean, again, my my evidence is anecdotal. But I felt the difference. I was like, okay, yeah, this is not as effective. I'm not, like, mapping people down the block. Like, I, I, I know I was out of control with it. And people used to laugh at me, but I always knew that shotgun was effective. Because it's really a pulse rifle. It's a baby pulse rifle masquerading as a shotgun. I get it. But this, man, this is gonna hurt. They, what's the what's the Godfather? What did they do to my boy? <laughs> the massacred <laughs> my boy like yeah. this. This is this hurt. I'll try it, but I don't think any of this sounds great. Like, I think man. it might be a PvP buff. You think so? Yeah. Uh, As the cross was talking about it, he was saying how. Um, so like the burst size being reduced like from 10 to 5 in the uh, release of wolves so like he was saying that a lot of people don't actually use release of wolves because it takes too long so a lot of people just use the 5 burst anyway mm -hmm. um, so that wasn't really like a thing um, and then the burst delay um, yeah it's 60% really, like, faster between them yeah and then yeah. um the but that base damage the, yeah that he was he was thinking it might actually be like a, a, a buff i have a counter just like this stuff bring them a lot of people don't know this but mercules his parents were murdered by the lord of wolves <laughs> and he has he has sworn to seek revenge against Personal this weapon yeah. personally it feels like it feels like an attack it's his entire reason for him being employed at bungie <laughs> He wanted to hurt Lord of Wolves and to a, a greater extent our friend yeah, yeah, Lord Cognito. Yeah. I, I knew he didn't like me from the beginning. For and sure. It's cool. It's yeah. cool. Shout out to but that works the whole <laughs> But this is man, I, I look, look so legalist, I hope so. I hope that these changes <laughs> don't affect it in the manner that I think it's gonna affect it. But you know, I, I in your defense though, I do use the what is it, the um what you do when you don't release the wolves. Right. So I don't use it a lot in PvP. That is true. I usually do just the, you know, the offhand, you know, offshot kind of method. But Cog always releases the wolves. But like I was saying, <laughs> <laughs> that that holding down effect. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, man, this this hurt to read all this. But I mean twenty percent increase, we'll see. You know, they try to make it a vibe. Only thing is I don't think I'm gonna use it too much E that at Arc three point oh I'm gonna bust out all the arc exams. Yeah, it's like Arc will be Arc will be winning this one. So uh, Dead Man's Tale. So the cranial spike perk was causing issues with unintended damage scalers against players. It generally felt unpredictable both to use and fight against. It also wasn't quite landing the hip fire cowboy rifle fantasy as strongly as we wanted. So they changed cranial spike to no longer, uh, no longer buffs damage versus players. 
Instead, it grants increased reload, aim assist, and range per stack. Still grants additional damage in PvE. Then upon reaching max stacks of Cranial Spike, the Catalyst will now increase hipfire RPM by 50. Uh, it will fire at 180 and will deal reduced damage per bullet. Thoughts? Rip. I was like, I don't yeah. use it that much, but it definitely feels like yeah, I don't use it the buff is... You, well, you're a PC player, so you, you PC players tend to love this weapon, right? I just or don't really use it, but yeah. I was like, it's probably... I thought it was in a good spot before. I feel like this probably hurts a little too much. Yeah. I love it. Me too. I think it's a great weapon. And I'm a console player. I like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they took away the, the damage in PvP, and then also now when it fires faster, if you get the stack, it's going to do reduced damage. That just means you got to hit more of those actual accurate shots. So I, I feel like it is definitely going to be probably taken as a nerf. This is sunsetting. This is what is this is called sunsetting. What's happening? <laughs> this is soft sunsetting. This is sunsetting. Yeah. Soft sunsetting. Yeah. On a different note, though, Collective Ooh. obligation. We're aiming to make the exotic perk easier to activate. I wonder why. Mm. I swear that's got like one of the most convoluted descriptions I've ever re read on an exotic weapon. It's like, how do you activate this perk? Well, you got to go take crit trig first, then you got to go apply for your, you know, Nobel Prize in physics, and then combine both of those. Not going to lie. I got halfway through reading that description and then put it in my vault and have not fired that weapon. So, yeah. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I, I always still do, haven't right? even gotten it. Yeah, yeah see, Fen Fenrir in chat is not happy about DMT. It was working well. It was not oppressive. Do you want oppressive? Try Jade Rabbit now. Yeah, I've heard Jade Rabbit's definitely strong. Jade yeah. is outside. Yeah. It's outside. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you, Fenrir. It's uh, I don't think they needed to do this one. I really don't. I've never gotten killed by Dead Man's Tail in PvP and been like, oh, wow, that was yeah, totally honest. cheesy. It's like, what, dude, you got killed by a sniper rifle. <laughs> like that's the fairest kill you could imagine. Basically. Jade Rabbit. Maybe back in like it's prime, some of yeah, those right. kills were yeah, a little yeah. crazy. But not lately. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't, I don't just, get impressed by it. What about it you? It feels Andy? like it's probably it feels like they must have some data that has it too high in the number usage. And this is one of those ways for them to probably shoot it in the kneecap and then make it fall down a while. And then finally, when it hangs near the bottom, it'll be underutilized, and they'll probably bring it bring it back up in season like twenty six or something. So it's gonna be it's it's on the roller coaster of destiny ups and downs. Now that's just where it's at. But collective obligation, the vow of the disciple raid exotic, the one I've actually got that I don't even care about. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got that. Like eh. I was consistently raiding for a while, which was a thing. I haven't done that in a minute. Um, it was still yeah, 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 I think I. Yeah, one he's never yeah. done since he got the exotic. Yeah, that one. See, this is what I deal with all the time. Do the rate. We These two the hooligans that are like on the other side of the screen. It feels like we're ganging up on. Yeah, them. we get to jump. No, in. you yeah. literally are. That's the best part. Because now you can like cover the mic and whisper, and then like drop the joke <laughs> on me, and yeah. I say that. I, I we should. I think we should save our. See, but I can actually attack. hear that, so it doesn't work. <laughs> And then we'll then we'll attack. and then we'll attack. Okay, great. Anyway, collective yeah. obligation. So they're going to increase the void leech timer to 15 seconds in PVE. Still remains 10 in PVP. They removed the cooldown. If you can activate it, apparently you can keep it there. Added a 20% damage bonus against PVE combatants only while void leech is active. Takes less hits to fully charge void leech. 
Kills against debuff targets instantly charge Void Leech. Void Leech is also instantly charged when your character is affected by Void debuffs. Does not work if you're hitting yourself with your Suppressor Grenade and then fixed a bug where the Umbral Sustenance was activating non-Void Shields. So this is one of those I need to go try and like practice with it between in the next two weeks just to see how it works now and then go take it into the wild next season. What's up? For those who own it. This seems like a very convoluted gun. Yeah. So oh, like, it is. To buff, what was the functionality? What what, what were they intending? You have to initiate, activate this void leech perk. Like basically, you, you would have to, to get a debuff on an, an enemy. You would have to get like suppression or weaken on them, and then what you would do is you would like leech that off of them into the gun, and then if you could do that to enough enemies, you would like stock it up. And then you could activate that, and then you would be able to put that effect on any enemy you shot. Mm. So is this okay. like, put it on the enemies, bring it into the gun, go shoot other things, and do it over here. If if Chad is probably going to be able to correct me on that one, um, I think that was the general idea. Adds them to its ammo. But yeah. there's no damage buff when you... You just give it back. Well, it could be a damage buff, depending on which... Uh, which effect, which it, effect is. it is. Like, I think it can absorb burn. It can absorb... Basically, any status effect in the game, right? Okay. And now, though, they're adding the 20% damage. But okay, okay. Yeah, it'll okay. probably be a better gun, yeah. but not in PvP, which I don't think the gun was ever going to be good in PvP. I, I'm I'm just surprised they're trying to balance PvE at all because, like, Storm Chaser exists and also isn't in the patch notes. But, yeah. What do you think, Lingulus? How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Love to see it. Yeah, that's what so, I like to hear. That's what yeah. we like to hear around here, Legion. Yeah, agreeing with Travis. Am I right? So what we do? So it's just <laughs> everybody, everybody against Ebontus tonight. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we yeah. can get it. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you can send my, uh, you can send my <laughs> check in the mail. <laughs> PayPal. PayPal, PayPal also works. Oh. Yeah, Omniocules. Now, I don't know if you guys saw that this TWAB is now going to cause Fallout to play Gambit for 10 hours straight. What happened? He literally said, if the TWAB comes out and they fix Omniocules, I'm going to play 50 games of Gambit like he does those 50 games videos. And he literally and he literally saw the TWAB and his one word tweet reply was just F word. And I was just, F. I was I like, see that. that's what that was what for. Yeah, if you go look okay. at his video about this, he's just like, well, guess I'm streaming Gambit all day on Monday. <laughs> Let's get it. All right, so an update 6.2.0.1, which is a whole mouthful. Uh, they're also changing those patch numbers, by the way. I'll be curious what those look like in the future. Uh, basically, what people were doing is Lord of Wolves paired with Omniocules. That was why that thing also got hit, by the way. So it was a combination of those two. Uh, but they will be... Yeah, they will be reducing the effectiveness of damage resistance used by Omnioculus and Whisper of the Chains in PvP. So tier 1, 2, 3, and 4 used to be 10, 15, and 20, and 25%. Now it's 2.5, 5, 7, and 10%. So a massive damage mitigation kind of reduction. Uh, and then things they're looking at addressing in the future. Reducing shotgun spread randomness. So Fallout can do another shotgun video. Reducing Voice. bow swapping effectiveness. Stadia Time's going to be. How dare you? It's like Stadia Time's going to be mad about that one because he just talked about that. That's right. Uh, increasing trace rifle ease of use. Uh, that makes sense. 
I didn't know they were hard to use. Yeah, I don't know if it's hard to use or... Well, I don't know if it's hard to use or if it's like ammo effectiveness. Like, it may be that. Because when you get into... They'll kill red bars, but anything above red bars, they do feel pretty weak against, I feel. Yeah, so true. maybe that could be. Uh, I feel like they're a little inaccurate, right? You hold it down and you get kind of the same Yeah, it's got like some a, like some recoil probably kind of, yeah. Uh, they're going to be introducing the full auto setting. If you guys remember this from a while back, um, the mod's going to hopefully go away. Then you'll be able to turn on full auto for accessibility for, you know, it's like I have somebody I know specifically like arthritis and hands and cramps and stuff like that. But it's like, especially on controller, it is just one of those things for accessibility that's going to help some people. Uh, they were going to say reduce the ability of snipers to shoot through flinch in PVP. Do you guys like this or not? Yes, I like, I it. like it. Okay. Snipers are used PVP 90% of the time, and this is long overdue. This is kind of like the PVP, like like the two main things everybody's always wanted from PVP. Less randomness, randomness from shotguns, not be able to shoot through flinch on snipers. And thanks, Markulis. <laughs> we see what you've yeah. been doing. And somehow his Bastion fusion rifles totally over there in the corner, untouched. It's just sitting up on a shelf and he gets to look at it and he's like, yeah, you're my baby. You stay there. I love that bastard. He's been cashing checks this whole time to, uh, to get these, these two things in or three things, get his Luminar Luminarch buff yep. shotgun spread awareness or spread just, randomness. And then the, uh, nope. sniper flinch. Some dude he's finally cashing. Yeah, then they still... And then he snipes you, and you're yeah. like, cool. I yeah. honestly think that they should just not have any flinch on sniper rifles when you're getting shot, and they should just descope you. Oh, wow. But I'm a Halo player, oh, and I'm would... used to descope. Okay, I feel would... like feel like you can't really look down a scope if you're getting shot, period. Oh, you so keep it all the Okay, I see what you're going. Saying. I, you I mean, I can see it, but yeah, you would. You want to talk about pissing some one. people off. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be yeah, the fun be... take on Twitter. I, I don't get it. Here we go. It seems like I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. <laughs> um, let's see. Examining some small targeted balance changes to certain PvP outliders. Pulse rifles are with out-of-band effectiveness, so they're probably just a little too accurate far away. Pulse rifles always seem to be this weird thing they don't know where to put. High impact scout rifles, ease of use, and precision fusion ease of use. Uh, allowing glaive interactions with some exotic armors that buff melees. Fixing glaive hit detection. Reworking some enhanced perks and folding special, I'm guessing special mods into base perks. Or spec mods into base perks. I'm not into spec. Yeah. Spec mods. Spec mods. I don't know what that, I'm trying to think what that would be. Spec mods. Like like major um major oh minor spec yeah that yeah. kind of stuff that actually makes yeah. sense yeah. or like the uh like dragonfly spec yes, or rampage yes, yes. okay dragonfly good yeah good yeah good. that way you're like you just make dragonfly cool don't make me put something on it if it's there it's explode big <laughs> yeah could, that's fair functionality with other stuff when you do that yeah but, but what you think but rampage go burr. Yeah, Rampage Outlaw all, all for five years now. Keep mm -hmm. going. Uh, that's it. That's it, though. Mm -hmm. That is that is the end of the twab. Can I talk about Gleaves? Can I talk about Gleaves? Yeah. No. We hate, we hate you. I, I like that. What they doing with the synergy and the, and the, um, the exotics? What is it? 
Yeah, then I saw like the a lot of the melee perks are going to activate the. Cry well, of course, a warlock's going to like it because two of the three things listed are <laughs> warlock related. That's not surprising. See, we had such a great, it. we had such a good podcast. Blew past all the warlock garbage. Three titans in here, and then all of a sudden, this warlock comes in, and be like, "Hey, can we talk about this warlock stuff that sounds really cool, like Karnstein armlets breaking the game?" Thing you is going to talk about. I mentioned that and I was like, even Fallout, like I watched his videos, I was walking around making a little bit of food and he was just like, uh, Karnstein armlets, because you have a shield, you can shoot, and now all of a sudden if you stab, now you get health back in PvP, this is a problem. Solo content means, let's go, you should be excited. <laughs> and then we got the Lost Sector Champion here, this is the stuff you're supposed to be pumped about. about Titan though? Uh, yeah. See, that's why you gotta come yeah. to the good side. Those come over to the warlock. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not, not going to be part of this weird warlock discussion. Um, yeah, that was most of it. We're going to get. We were. I was wondering, ask them, what do you think the origin trait is going to be that on the um, Zer Dares of Dares of Eternity weapons are going to get an origin trait, and some of those were like 30th anniversary weapons and stuff like that. So, what do you think is going to be the Dares of Eternity game show stuff? Yeah, don't mess yeah. it up. So the Dares idea. of Eternity weapons are going to be getting an origin trait. What do, up, you, what do you think it would be? Well, to me, guess good. <laughs> it would be silly to have it specific to the event. So it should just be, it should still be a generic trait that just gives you some... See, they're in a tough spot. Because mm -hmm. if they do something that is too powerful... <laughs> As an origin trait, you are nailing this right now. Keep going. <laughs> like you're, you're tough. Like like, what are you gonna do that you're gonna put a goddamn origin trait? Um, hey, chat. Does this sound? Up. Does this sound Council, exactly Council, like we what we said earlier? So, <laughs> can you remind the witness to answer the question? <laughs> look, it's gonna have to, look, it's gonna have to be very light. Like, a, and it will be. Yeah, like specific. a like a percentage of like recovery and, or or some type of you know, intrinsic buff to a specific stat that's limited because you can't, what are you going to do? You Like they already, what is it? They, they push it back. Vice, uh, what is it? Um, Stringer, the one that gives Reed regret. Vice Stinger. Yeah. With the Reed's regret. Yes. That one's super powerful. You get an extra bullet and stuff like that. Like they're in a tough spot. I love the idea of origin traits, but for them to give a specific activity that much of an advantage like this is soft sunsetting. This is literally soft. Sunsetting. Like literally, why would I have the old versions for? I'm going to literally delete no, no, all, all the single. The the great thing about your response, you're exactly what the two of them said before. Because Legion was saying, "Hey, they can't be too strong." Except I will. Say, we gave actual examples of what, what we examples think it should did you do. What examples you gave? Mine was a great suggestion. Yes, what his was, his was hilarious <laughs> actually. Percent discount at Zerg. Everyone should get that origin trait. <laughs> when you're when you have the weapon equipped, you get ten percent discount at Zerg. I'm with that. With that, we got it. We got to definitely nerf uh, tests. So I'm all about getting those buffs towards you know exotic ornaments and things of that nature. What what did Lee just say? What did you say? What, what was your? Oh, he was just saying they can't almost be too. Almost to you. Yeah, almost they can't be too strong. Sort of, yeah, didn't you? Who said, oh, it was a commenter said 10% increase in exotic drop rate, and we all laughed at that person. Yeah. Really. I was like, you got to go they, to Eververse and buy that for silver. That's how you get that one. They did try that with that terrible raid, that Scarrow like. Um, Ground? Spy. Remember, Spy, they had a, a ghost shell 
that oh. supposedly in Leviathan increases the drop rate yep. of you getting inside. They tried it for a little bit. I remember that. I do All remember right. that. It sounds like you don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's like in you put the t- 10% in there and there's no actual truth to it. And you're like, what does this do? Nothing. Just make him think it does something, but no, it doesn't do anything. Uh, in honor of it being 30 per, 30 year anniversary, they could do something like 30% buff to you loving Bungie. How do you quantify 30, that? 30% discount at the Bungie store. Uh, one time use yeah. coupon. No, uh, actually, I think Legion had a good one. It could be the confetti, like the confetti yeah, effects when you kill them. Yeah, some or sort they of just, like cosmetic. Yeah, some cosmetic effect would be kind of fun. What'd you say? I mean, I was between the two of them, so I was the one asking the question. <laughs> I missed it. It was that's how we got demonetized. How's that? <laughs> wow. Anyway, gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> he gets like, comfortable with it. with his kind of funny. Like, yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's worth pushing. It's buttons. worth pushing. Yeah. Trying you know, like to keep us sitting together. Yeah, this problem? this does not get to be a common occurrence. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Doing this every week from now on. Week it's Cog and I hanging out, talking to you, and no more guests. It's just gonna be <laughs> me, you. you two in one window, and then me in the other. Yeah. 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 No doubt. Well, uh, that covers the twab. Uh, I know Legion. It's been fantastic. Uh, Cog, you got any questions for Legion or just what have you been up to or anybody have any Quick final thing. thoughts as this is the second to last yeah. twab before we get the showcase of showcases. Big one. I'm forgetting that's coming. I know. Me too. I completely forgot. No, big, big, uh, big showcase. I'm excited for that. <laughs> I'm excited for that stuff. It's going to be cool. And Legion, like, what about you as the law sector guy? What are you most excited for for the new stuff moving forward? And I'm getting massaged right now, just so you know. This is the perk of last one. <laughs> you know. uh, I'm definitely looking forward to Arc 3.0 the most. Like, I think <laughs> it's like some of the... I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, continue. Uh, some of, like, the theory uh, that we're seeing, like, it could be, like, blinding because like that's a big thing with like arc 3.0 like if that was a thing like can you imagine bringing that into like end game content that's like stasis levels of like shutting the world down great yeah so i'm very much looking forward to arc 3.0 and the build crafting around that yes do you think do you think they may tie it to like a stat like um i don't know i know right now yeah i think melee you think melee saying yeah i think so like you were saying okay 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 (laughs) If they do melee or mobility, I'm good. Something that we, you know, we really got to spec into would be hot. He says, see a trap, What's the Yo, Black Wings is funny. <laughs> that was good. Travis looks so small compared to the Beast Man. Yeah. Travis is back there, like, hanging on his right arm. He's like, look at me. I'm on a little tire swing. Wee! And Cog's over there like, there's something in here. It's like I was on Dagobah trying to train him to be a Jedi. That's what it looks like with me on his back like that. Yoda reference. Yoda reference. Clearly, yeah. Yoda reference. You know, I've actually been watching all of the Star Wars from start to finish. I'm one through six you right now. Me? You haven't been texting me your thoughts in real time. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Of course not. What order? <laughs> he said, of course. What order are you watching them in? I did um, just a literally numerical, like one, two, three, four, five, six. Is I'm on seven right now. Oh, no. Not chronological. Come on. 
No, I'm hyped, man. I'm hyped. We got the uh, showcase coming. Some light fall action 3.0. I'm ready. I'm ready. I've done all my homework. I finally got my Storm Chaser. I've been kind of specking out for 3.0. I'm ready, man. You're, you're, um, you're man spreading a little bit. Oh, you want to give me a little more space? This guy right here is you're out big, of you're big out space here. Yeah, I'm a big boy. I can't help that I take up the screen. You're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> it's just him right there and then me. Like, <laughs> All of a sudden, Travis is less and less in frame. And then as I've already got it cropped. You saw his sitting stance right now? He's basically straddling this chair. It's like unbelievable. It, it can't handle his, me right his now. His legs are so wide. <laughs> He's just like, what podcast did I jump on? <laughs> I like, hear what? you about big guys unite. We take up some space. It's yes, we good. do. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Gears of War. Travis is just going to, you know, hot, just be like, oh, you want to go for a piggyback ride? I'm like, Travis jumps on. I was like, are you on there yet? I'll gorilla press him later. Continue. Gorilla press. <laughs> <laughs> is that a sexual position? It's gotta <laughs> feed the dogs. <laughs> take out the trash. Is it, we get last take word. Out the trash. <laughs> we do a last word after dark later. Yeah. Continue. Uh, okay. I think this is where we are probably gonna wrap this thing up because yeah. this has been an interesting show. <laughs> oh my uh, god. Legion, Colin, man, thank you for joining us. I know this got a little weird in the end, but it was definitely an absolute pleasure getting to know you. Had a very cool journey along the way. I got to trade some fun stories. Um, but yeah, I mean, thank you for what you do on Twitter and Lost Sector help. And I know there's a lot of people who have done Lost Sectors that thank you for it. And whether they reply or not, there are many people who are like, man, I'm really glad I looked at that guy's guide. So <laughs> I, I appreciate it. We could have gotten weirder. Maybe, maybe next time we'll go weirder. Weirder. It got, if it starts like this, I'm going to set the headphones down and then turn off the stream. Legion, it's going to start like this, and then partway through the podcast, you're going to walk off camera and then show up. And <laughs> <laughs> now that... Can you imagine? Like that, I would, I would literally... I would just be like beside myself and be like, this this is not possible. Where's my... And then the best part would be as if I could do the same thing. Yeah, All four in the window and be like, it's been the last word, and we actually say it in sync because we're together. Um, yeah, so... Um, Legion, if you want to take this time, let everybody know where to find you, where they can find all of your content, tweets, email, all that stuff. Now is the time. The floor is yours, sir. Yeah, just uh, either Twitter or YouTube, just Legionless. Um, you'll find me. Either the the headshot of me or the, uh, the cute little uh, cartoon image that's on YouTube. So wherever you uh, prefer. He has no Legion. He's pretty pretty decent Legion of followers. He's Legion less. He leaves less now. Yeah. Uh, for you the guys two know who... where it's from, right? You where guys know where the name's from. Kabir the Legion list from Vault of Glass. The Titan. Oh, look at that. See, aren't you glad I made fun of it? Because now we got some <laughs> lore. I feel like Yeah, how'd you guys not know the lore? Jeez. I'm a great interviewer and how's the warlock a... not know the lore? Oh, busted. Hmm. I was like, <laughs> you're left. Relax. Cog's <laughs> just a warlock because he needed the self res. He is. He's a. He's got the brain of a titan. I came really. this close to be a titan. Though. Yeah. I, I really. It wasn't. I remember D one, and you remember the animation at the start screen. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking Halo, 
Tiger. Trust me, it was. He's got the body of it. It was this close. Yeah. It was something about seeing the warlock with the space magic in the hand. And I never take magic class characters. And I was like, yo, that's kind of cool. So I was like, all right. And I just, I said, let me try it. But I, 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 at the beginning, I had regret though. I was like, man, the Titans flying around, smashing, looking really cool. Trust me, I, so, I, I have Titan sensibilities, but it's something about that space magic. He's man. a warlock with a Titan brain, and I'm a Titan with a warlock brain. Yeah, you go. That's, no, you that, no, that's actually accurate. It's that's actually accurate. accurate. That's actually accurate. All right, for the two hooligans, you want to do your outros? <laughs> okay, we're going to say it in unison. Yes. All right, so we're going to say the same words at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to work. <laughs> not going to work. Uh, I mean, I don't have much of an outro. Uh, you can read my review of... Uh, what you now? I just reviewed Digimon Survive. Oh, yeah, so you played Gave it a 6 hours? out of 10. How Took me 40 hours. hours. Yeah, I know. 40 hours in a week. Uh, and then my preview of Construction Simulator okay, went live okay, yesterday, okay. which is quite fun. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I've got no reviews or previews I'm working on right now. Get so break, get a little bit of a break for... Probably I'll probably get my next game review next week. You but um, after Xenoblade Chronicles, after Xenoblade, I'm seeing people play that game now, and it's so funny to see them like still in like the first third of the game, largely. Like I don't know, all my friends play that game constantly, and none of them are close to finishing yeah, it. Maddie's doing it now. Yeah, so it's funny to see them go through all the range of emotions I went through when I was reviewing it. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that's denial, it. acceptance. This is a this I, what happened a game. Yeah, tonight I will be going out uh, for a night on the town with Cog. Um, we're going to get up into some monkey business. I know and... he's doing all that, but okay. <laughs> I'm learning. They're going to go get a margarita. It's monkey right. business. We're going to go get one margarita, and that's just the beginning. <laughs> Start. That's just to pop it off. That's just to pop it off, man. The night is young. That's how we're starting the night. He knows how to land. I can't. <laughs> he, he's more ridiculous loud. Yeah, I have to admit, like he, yeah. it is really natural. It is like this is who he is. Who is his personality? Just feed off of other people's energy, man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, why don't you tell? Or saps their energy. I can't quite decide. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you tell the audience uh, what you're working on while I stand behind you? <laughs> this guy's ridiculous. Anyway, shout out to uh, my man Legion List for pulling up. Great show. Good to see everybody in the chat. So cool to actually be here with Trav. I'm careful. Like, this is so cool to actually make the show. I didn't know if it was going to happen based on my schedule. But yeah, out in uh, Frisco, chilling. And um, yeah. Frisco. Oh, we don't do that? Nobody calls it Frisco. What we call it? The Bay? We in the Bay? We call it San Francisco. We don't or call SF. It. San Franciscans hate when people Oh, they don't like that? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, good. Cool. You so, done yeah, messed up, son. <laughs> We're out in the Bay, chilling, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, now I'll be back. Are you doing a back. weather report or a traffic report? Which one was that? <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow. Um, ILP Sunday. No Duke this week, but Maddie held it down. Salute to Maddie. Salute to Ben Smith. And um, yeah, we got some more fun stuff planned, man. And thank you, everyone. Don't call it freezing. <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah, yeah. like I said, everybody um, supporting and stuff like that. The, the Jason Rubin interview. We got a lot of positive feedback. People are highly recommend you check it out. Tremendous history. The, the creator of Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Dexter, just his Dexter. story. Dexter has been absolutely insane, man. This this guy has seen a lot in, in the industry. So I would highly, highly recommend that. And yeah, we'll be back this Sunday for IOP. You already know um that good destiny pop. Oh, E, we got to make the announcement officially, right? So we can let the people know oh, sure. where they can find this great podcast that we do. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, so if you guys are looking for the video of the podcast, it is just going to be on my channel now. We're basically consolidating it, not going to be uploading it to Iron Lord's podcast. So if you guys look for the Twitter links or anything like that, as soon as audio is still going to be what it is, that'll be uploaded. Um, and that actually, like Spotify, even does a little video there. But just for the YouTube channel, it'll be in one place on Ebonta's YouTube channel for each episode. So the way this one typically gets recorded... I will usually keep it unlisted when it pops off and I will change the, like I'll do the editing, get kind of the stuff that we don't need in the show out of there. And then I'll make it public again and publish it out. So you guys will find it there. Usually probably the next morning. Yeah. And, yeah, and salute, yeah. Salute to E because um, obviously, you know, like I said, we've seen this thing grow and, it, and it's continuing to grow. So we figured just be smarter, consolidate one place. You know what I mean? And um, we got to make this thing the best it could be. So I love where it's going and uh, we, we're going to get nothing changing. We continue to do this thing is I'm looking forward to the ride. One link where, instead of two different ones done. Exactly. No more confusion. Yep. Consolidation, y'all. All right. Uh, yeah, for me, playing some Cult of the Lamb, Thymesia next week. Uh, stay tuned for that one. Other than that, just a little, um, we're in a little Destiny prep, but there's not much left I've got to do. So, again, Legionless, Colin, thank you for joining us. Much appreciated. Um, my two co hosts with the absolute co most of ridiculousness, thank you both as well. And my, for uh, everybody out there, hanging out, that's us. For everybody yeah. out there in chat today, thank you guys very much. But for this episode, it has been. The last word. Word.